the sports machine with Slim. WKXL Radio. New Hampshire Talk Radio.com. We have an interesting show planned for you today, Tuesday, February 6th, day after my birthday. Now 50 years old and uh, one day and counting. Doesn't feel really any different, except maybe just a little bit more of a uh, desire to share some of my experience with the youngins of the world so maybe they don't make some of the same mistakes that I have made. I want to leave the world with a good mark here as I head towards the back nine of my uh, career they call life. The sports machine was slim, though. We're just kind of getting started here. It's only our third month. I think this is our ninth week, tenth week going on. And uh, since I first came on the show, the very first week, I remember telling people the San Francisco 49ers are going to win the Super Bowl this year. And I said the Boston Celtics are going to win the NBA title. Since then, I've kind of deviated a little bit back and forth on those two predictions, although now I am firmly uh, in the camp of believers who say San Francisco will win the game this Sunday, and plenty of people head into the betting windows to uh, cast their wagers on their, uh, their predictions, and more people are taking Kansas City right now. Most of the action's coming in on KC. San Francisco is minus two. The over-under is 47 and a half. Yesterday we said on the show 70% of the bets are coming in on Kansas City. 65% of the total money. What I'm seeing this morning as I logged onto my computer and I see on ESPN, which I always go to to start my day, I saw a fitting topic highlighted, ready for discussion, was uh, Americans are expected to bet over $23 billion dollars. On the Super Bowl here, coming up in a couple of days, 23 billion, 67.8 million adults. That's 26% of the U.S. population is expected to bet on the game. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be fun. It's a great thing to do to be able to sit and put a couple bucks on on your your pick. Hey, I've got my take. I've got San Francisco. Hey, I'm going to put a couple bucks on it. Makes it a little bit more fun to watch. Definitely does. But today, I wanted to dive in a little bit into discussion about people that have a gambling addiction and kind of what what is taking place in our society to one number one spot folks that have gambling addictions and help them to you know be be able to come to grips with that potential fact themselves. And then two, hey, what do you do about it afterwards? To try and help people that maybe have problems. So I am uh, uh, pleased to have some help in my discussion today from somebody that I think probably knows a lot more than even I do on uh, some of this topic, and that is uh, State Senator Lou D'Alessandro, who is on the phone. Thank you very much, Lou, for coming on the show today. The Sports Machine with Slim. Oh, my pleasure, Slim. Great to be with you on this great American day. Sun is shining, blue sky. Hey, we are really rocking. I love the presentation in the beginning there, Senator uh, D'Alessandro. I will tell you, I've talked to a few uh, people here in, in the city of Concord, and those that know you have glowing, fantastic things to say about you, but this is only the second time I've talked to you. Uh, you have a good first impression on me, I'll say that much. Well, thank you very much. I, I really appreciate that, and many thanks to those friends who are, who are just uh, 
over, overly generous in terms of their remarks, but I appreciate it very much. <laughs> I got to get them to call my wife immediately. <laughs> yes, the people are singing your praises. Right. I know about it. Right, for sure. So let's see if you can help me to sing some yes. praises to our listening audience because people love to gamble. Yes, uh, they and, do. And I am one of those people. I have gambled my entire life just about, and I've had more losses than wins, certainly, but I still think it is, is extremely fun. Um, my concern, I guess, Lou, if I could shape the conversation, is sure. really around when I go into the casinos in the state of New Hampshire, of which I, I visit occasionally, three or four of them, I see a lot of the younger population in there. Yes. And I hope they're having a good time. But I just remember myself, when I was in my 20s, when I started to lose more money than I actually had. Yes. And that's a... I think that's the problem that that I see on the horizon with all of the with all of the gaming opportunities that are available and with the online gambling that's now been made available and the sports gambling which kids really get involved in I see a problem on the horizon that's very serious and I think people like to gamble I don't, I don't think there's any question about that <laughs> across the board young old like to like to gamble the the younger people, I think, are fascinated by the sports at this point in time, uh, particularly you know, the basketball, the football, for sure. we got the Super Bowl coming up as we speak. And I think baseball has, has uh, dropped off a bit, but basketball, hockey, football are the, are the big numbers. It, they used to talk about horse racing and dog racing. Dog racing's almost disappeared now from the scene. And horse racing, you have the big races that... Uh, now appear on television, but I think the problem is with the the machines and sports. These have become you know draft draft kings is a big 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 deal today, and uh, the amount of money that's gambled on a daily basis is extraordinary. And you can gamble on everything, you know, which which I think has changed the whole the the whole lexicon of, of, of gambling. You can bet on the first pitch bet, yes. the first basket, the first rebound, the number of rebounds, the number of points, the quarter, the halftime score, the quarterly score. I mean, all of these new items have been brought forth. So, I, and I think kids like it. I'm, I'm really scared by the number of high school kids, prep school kids that are gambling. And that's, I think that's a good reason why uh, having this conversation, I believe, is important. And I want to thank sure. you for coming on. So, uh, Del Sandro, just uh, State Senator, um, so that people out there know who you are a little bit, can you talk about just your experience in government and kind of uh, then we can transition maybe into your area of focus uh, within kind of gambling legislation? Sure, and, and uh, sure of course. Uh, I've, been in, I've been in the Senate for 26 years, representing District 20. Prior to that, Prior to that, I was in the House, and I was on the Executive Council, and I served uh, for 10 years on my local school board. I'm, I began my career as a teacher and a coach. I coached football, basketball, and baseball. I, at the high school level, I coached college basketball at New Hampshire College, which is now Southern New Hampshire University. And I've been, as I said, a teacher and a coach, became a college president, uh, and then ended my career as vice president of Franklin Pierce University. So I've been in education uh, most of my life, and I've been dealing with, with kids, uh, basically you know, coaching kids. And I've, I've watched what's happen happening in terms of this gambling. Uh, 
And uh, when I was in college, there was a scandal with University of Connecticut football players who got involved with a basketball scheme. Uh, and one of the great football players at Connecticut had been drafted by the Dallas Cowboys, and they had to drop the draft, got rid of him because of the fact that he was going to be a convicted felon because he was involved in fixing some, some games. We've had the college scandals that have developed mm-hmm. over the years. We had the uh, situation in the National Football League many, many years ago where Paul Honig uh, was suspended for gambling uh, and Alex Karras was suspended for gambling. Today, players of, of the National Football League tell you how to gamble. They announce, they announce it, and they pro, they promote it. Uh, you know, you could do this, you could get this bonus. Look at they get, they got uh, the coach of the University of Connecticut now on a TV ad talking about uh, gambling and promoting gambling. My first time in the legislature, I dealt with the commissioner of the National Football League, so that we didn't have a gambling on sports. We. we he, we, they were against it. So you can see how the worm has turned as the years have progressed because of the amount of money involved in this in this gambling situation. Well, and the money obviously drives things, and, and there's a need for tax revenues and dollars, and, and uh, I think politicians, uh, rightly so, are always looking for kind of creative ways to bring you know more money into the fold so they can try to do good things. You, you yourself, you mentioned you've been a state senator, you said 26 years. Yes. You listen to the rest of your career. It's pretty obvious, Lou. You've spent your life trying to help people, and, and so I want to say you know thank you very much for that. I'm going to ask you as we transition to a commercial, maybe you can work with me in the next segment to try to come up with some thoughts where we can try to continue to help people when it comes to gambling. Here on the Sports Machine with Slim, WKXL Radio, it's 1450 AM, 103.9 FM in Concord, 101.9 FM in Manchester, and htalkradio.com. We'll be right back talking about gambling with State Senator Lou D'Alessandro. Everybody. The Sports Machine with Slim. On the line with uh, State Senator Lou D'Alessandro. And as we went to commercial there, uh, we were talking a little bit about uh, some of the, uh, I guess, negative consequences that come about as a result of, of gambling and being able to bet on sports. Sometimes you have people that uh, maybe want to. Um, you know, affect the game one way or another and try to make money off of it, whatnot. We heard some stories from, from Senator Lou there. Uh, I can talk uh, for, for ages about uh, Tim Donahue and the scandals in the NBA with the refing situations. There's, uh, there's going to be negatives to everything, though, in society, Senator D'Alessandro. So sure. just so I know, I'm curious, um, and I don't know if you're on public record with this, but are you in favor of the legalization of sports gambling or are you against it? Well, I've been... Up. I've been always in favor of of, of gambling. Uh, I think it, people do it, so you might as well <laughs> might as well make it legal rather than create a create a situation and govern yes. it properly, which I think is the the way to handle it. It also provide a mechanism that helps people who become problem gamblers. And uh, 
I think you gotta you gotta do that. You know, gambling is an, it can become an addiction. An addiction needs to be treated, and there needs to be a mechanism to deal with it. I will tell you, I am 100% on the same page as you. I believe it should be legalized. Let's try and put it out in the open. The way that it is here with me is is perfectly fine. I mean, if my opinion matters at all, I I, I, think sure. I want the right to be able to gamble. The The reason why I wanted you to come on the air today really was to say, you know, uh, can you explain to our listening audience some of the resources that are, are available to people that have, um, say, gambling problems? Well, there's an 800 number, and I think you've seen this of the ads that are, are, are produced having to do with the gambling mechanisms that are in place. There's an 800 number that you can call for problem to deal with problem gambling. There's also a situation where people could call a casino and say, really, I shouldn't be gambling, so don't let me in. So they self-exclude them, themselves from, from, from gambling. I don't think a lot of people do that, but some people do that. And, and there are there are other uh, there are other mechanisms in, in place. Gamblers Anonymous, kind of like Alcoholics Anonymous, to have people talk about problem gambling and the problems that that obviously ensue if you overdo it. And you know, people have a tendency to overdo things uh, <laughs> because you win the first time and you think you're going to win forever. Well, listen, all all of these machines weren't put together so that, that you could win it all the time. <laughs> you know, that's the, the name of the game there. And in the sports situations, I, I think the the tendency, the tendency to do something to try to make that score be what you want it to be becomes problematic. And then you get into the fixing of games. And you mentioned the referee uh, in the NBA. This was many, many, year, many, many years ago. I talked to you about Karras and, and Hoarding, but they were just betting on, betting on themselves. And, and listen, if, you, if you're betting on yourself, don't you think that enhances your desire to play? A little harder. Should you would think so? Although there was so. there was a story last week about a Patriots receiver, um, Butte is the last name from LSU, who bet on himself in the game back when he was at LSU, right? And uh, came up much short of the totals he bet on. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, that that could happen. Sometimes you uh, have more confidence in yourself than. <laughs> is deserved, to be honest with you. Well, that's what gambling, too. Sometimes sure. you have more confidence in your pick right. than is deserved. Absolutely. So, and just as a heads up to you, Ed Talbot from the New Hampshire Council on Problem Gambling has come on the WKXL radio airwaves before. We did a special with him to talk about the resources that he has. And um, I, I don't think I'd be putting words in his mouth to say, I, I think that there are more resources that probably need to go in that direction. So I'm wondering, for, with you as, as a power, maybe as, as a state senator, um, what funds are there potentially out of like a miscellaneous pot or something that could be directed towards more actively promoting the resources that are available for problem gamblers? That's, sure. that's what I'm wondering about. Yeah. Well, I think the Lottery Commission, which we have, which obviously uh, promotes gambling here in the state of New Hampshire, promotes the scratch tickets and that that kind of stuff. Uh Money, money could be set aside. No, should be set aside to deal with problem gambling. And uh, you know, our alcohol fund is money is set aside there to deal with problems with alcoholism and mental health and so forth. So there are there are vehicles that could be used in, in the state to deal with these problems. And these problems are going to exacerbate 
as the number of casinos grows here in the state of New Hampshire. Now, we've got 10 active casinos in New Hampshire. 10 with the, with the ability to have five more and maybe as many as 20, 20 active casinos. You had one in Concord that got into a little bit of trouble. Mm-hmm. We have one in Manchester. They're, they're, there's one in Dover. They're in Keene. They're in Lebanon. They're in Berlin. They're, they're Seabrook, to, multiple ones in Hampton Beach. They're, ev- they're everywhere. And uh, they've got to be regulated. And, and, it, and indeed, there are going to be problems. There's no question there are going to be problems. It's just, it's the natural progression. People are going to overdo it. They're going to overextend themselves, and, and you have to have a you have to have a mechanism to deal with that. So, Senator Delsandra, I'm wondering the mechanism to deal with that. Let me just kind of um, sure. ask this hypothetical to you. Out of the the miscellaneous funds I asked about earlier, might it make some sense on a, a sports talk radio show such as the Sports Machine with Slim, where I am targeting towards people who love athletics and who bet, bet on these athletic contests, right. might it not make sense for us on the WKXL radio airwaves to put together a couple of commercials specifically targeted towards people with problem gamblers and actively promoting the resources that are available, directing them to the New Hampshire Council on Problem Gambling where they can talk to Ed and other people. That's what I would like to do. But it, it, it takes some money to, to do that stuff on a radio show's airwaves. Not a ton. But I'm just wondering, could there potentially be money from the state that would be aligned with my line of thinking here? To oh, sure. This? I think, as I said, there are a couple of pockets of money. One is from the lottery, the other is from the liquor commission. But I think PSAs are the most significant uh, mechanism that's available. And these public service announcements yes. are very important, very important. Now, they they don't garner the kind of... of, of Good space that you know that the advertising has, but I, yeah. sometimes you see them at three o'clock in the morning on, uh, on television. Uh, but the overnights get a lot of get a lot of that free PSA stuff. But if, if they could be placed at the proper time, you know, drive time, news time, they could be very helpful in turning people to to methodologies where they could get help. And I think they're going to need a lot of help as time goes on. And truly. friends, friends of people too, uh, Senator Delshaw, sure. is, is hey, if I know somebody who has a serious gambling problem, hey, I just heard this on the radio. Maybe you you should give them a call and yeah. encourage that. Hey, listen to this. It's not just the the gambler themselves who can potentially be reached. It's the friends and the loved ones who's I mean the married couple whose whose wife potentially is like, where's the money for food this week? Right, right. And the husband exactly. saying, I lost it. Right. And that and that happens, that that does happen, because you get so engrossed and so tied up in in winning the big one. You always want to win the big one, right? That big the big hit is is there, that you get so overcome with it that you extend all of your resources and you you end up with some very significant problems, no question. And as I said, the PSA is very helpful. The fact that we do have problem gambling. Mechanisms in place, problem gamers, as I said, kind of analogous to Alcoholics Anonymous. That's available, but it's got to be there. If you're going to if you're going to look for revenue from gambling, right, 
you, you better have a mechanism to treat the problems that are associated with it. Well, that's exactly it. As you see a lot of commercials and hear a lot of commercials about you know, pro-gambling facilities, and I'm all for it. They, they want to attract the clients to their businesses. That's the way things are done, and, and it should be. But the fraction of, of messaging that's out there about problem side of things is like, you know, one to a hundred for yep. space on the airwaves. And that just seems like long term, that's, that's a problem. I'd like to try and fix it. So is it cool if I follow up with you, Senator D'Alessandro, please, just to say, hey, maybe you could give me some advice as to how to go about, hey, listen, here's a way to craft the message, Jim, uh, well, Slim, however you want to call me. Right, right. And of say, course. Can we get this out on the radio airwaves? And maybe there's even some companies that want to sponsor that message behind it or something so that you know there's money behind it a little bit for me to be actively promoting over and above my just own individual stories and warnings. Sure. Happy to help in any way I can, because it is a problem, problem that we're going to have to deal with. It leads to dissolution of families, it leads to mental health problems, it leads to a series of negative things. So anything we could do to make things better, happy to help. You said it, let's start to try to deal with it now and be proactive instead of waiting another two to three years down the road. And then looking back and go, oh, we should have done this right. or, or that. So right, right on, man. That, that's the type of stuff I want to see out of legislatures. Thank you very much for coming on the show today, Senator Oh, my Dallas. pleasure. Thank you. Rock and roll. I can see why so many people say nice things about Thank this you. guy. Okay, have a good day out there. You've been listening to The Sports Machine with Slim on WKXL Radio, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM in Concord, 101.9 FM in Manchester, nhtalkradio.com. We're coming back to talk about Super Bowl. <laughs> Welcome back to the Sports Machine with Slim. <laughs> Just was having a quick text exchange with my brother Dave, one of the best sports talk radio show callers in the country. And he made me laugh. <laughs> You're totally right, Dave. Nope. Um, before we get started with this segment, just want to do a quick shout-out. We've got some listeners out there in the uh, Hooksit area, Hooksit, New Hampshire, Tiger Black Belt Academy. Just wanted to uh, say that people think very highly of your Taekwondo facility there. In fact, they uh, believe you're the best training facility in martial arts. And Master Seth Balistrieri is an awesome Master, that's Tiger Black Belt Academy, located at 11 Kimball Drive and hooks it. Love me some Taekwondo out there, people. Love me some Taekwondo. Love me some sports. Love me some interviewing. That's what I've done for over 20 years. And I told you I've been on the radio here only for nine weeks or so. But I have been a professional interviewer for over 20 years as an executive recruiter, dealing with sales professionals throughout the United States. Technology sales professionals in New York City, Chicago, Los Angeles, Dallas, etc. Uh, so I love to interview people. And boy, Senator D'Alessandro, very good interview. I mean, he took my questions. He gave us the content I was looking for. And uh, I mean, he sounded open to help. Really, uh, try to be forward thinking. We can see a problem on the horizon. Okay, let's try to cut it off. But don't cut it off by messing around with the gambling. I love, I love to be able to, I'm a big, I'm not a libertarian. I think you say libertarian. It's like, all right, you can just do anything, I, I guess. I, so I'm probably not that. But I'm all for the legalization of gambling. 
but let's just try to give people the tools so they can, they can manage it properly. Because for me, when I was 21, 22 years old, I was betting every single dollar I had and then some and trying to win it all back at the end of the week if uh, I was down. You know, Because back then you were betting through a bookie and you didn't have to have the money up front. At least that's the, the positive side of this here nowadays is if you want to make a bet, you have to already have the money. Now, you might be cash advancing off of credit cards, as I had done in the past. You just take big cash advances off your credit cards, and you can then take that money and then fund your account with it. And then the plan is when you win, you're going to pay it back off and keep some extra. But that's usually not what happens in the mind of a gambling addict. Even if you win, you then just start to bet more because you have the money, and it's like it's just numbers in a game. That's the thing that a lot of people don't realize. Like, If you don't have a gambling problem, you don't understand the mind of a person with the gambling problem. It's like it's never enough. When you're gambling, you never, ever can win enough. Because if you've won enough to buy a new car, you then want a new house. Or you want two new cars. And so you take the money that you could be buying the new car with, and you bet that to try to win the second new car. Because it's easy. If you've won enough money to buy a new car, it's like, hey, wait a minute. I know what I'm doing. I'm just going to keep repeating that process and try to win me uh, some hundred cars. and just keep... Yeah, but eventually things don't work that way because the football bounces funny. And sometimes it's going to bounce towards you and sometimes it's going to bounce towards me. But in this upcoming game on Sunday, I hope it bounces towards me, baby. San Francisco, I'm all in on. I've told people I predict San Francisco is going to win the game by one or two. I've got a fair amount of future plays rolling over that involve San Francisco 49ers to win it all. I do have to lay off some of the action Kansas City plus two and just hope KC can keep it close and maybe lose by one in the end so I can win both sides. That's the dream come true out there, people. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, you should listen to a couple of the shows from uh, over the last few days because I explain it clearly. San Francisco To win the game by one or two points creates maximum pain in the gambling community. Uh, Boston Bruins, before we start to, uh, you know, dive in to the Super Bowl prediction talks, and I'd love to be able to do that with a caller if we have one out there at 603-224-1450. 603-224-1450. I can save this for the fourth segment if you want to wait to call in. Um, That's perfectly fine by me. I'll start to transition back towards the Bruins and the Celtics. The Bruins, just so people know, we get started here in the second half of the season. I'm telling you, this, the, the Celtics and the 49ers have been my teams in the NBA and the NFL, but the Boston Bruins are going to create some good stuff in the NHL playoffs. This is going to happen. This I am so confident of this. this uh, in fact, I'm more confident that the Bruins are going to the Stanley Cup finals than I am in San Francisco winning the game on Sunday. The Bruins, and I, it's, I know it sounds ridiculous, maybe that's inside the mind of a better, <laughs> but the, I'm telling you, this Bruins team has the chemistry and we have the coach. Do not be afraid of what happened last year. Do not put it out, cast it out of your mind. Pretend Tom Brady is back in the region starting today and feel confident and know good things are going to happen because good things are going to happen for the Bruins Let's get it started tonight, Bruins, where we begin a seven-game homestand coming out of the All-Star break. Isn't that interesting? The Bruins start seven games in a row 
at home. Tonight we're playing Calgary. Thursday we're playing Vancouver. And that's a big one. Vancouver's definitely one of the best teams in the West. So Thursday night is the game we're going to be staying tuned for. So what happens tonight? You've been off for over a week as a team. You're at home. You should kind of still be relaxing. I mean, that's a nice break. You got seven games, and you're looking towards Thursday in Vancouver. That's where, I mean, if I'm going to get jacked up to play, it's not going to be tonight versus Calgary. It's going to be Thursday versus Vancouver. I want to win that game. I want to play against the best and beat them. So do the Bruins get caught overlooking tonight's game? Very possible. Who knows? Let's, but I'm going to watch. I want to see how we're going to play. And if we come out we win tonight, it's just another reason why I'm saying this team, even, even when we're not 1,000% dialed in, we're still good because we have, we have the chemistry. We can beat other teams. Then when it comes time to dial in, baby, Jim Montgomery, the coach of the Bruins, is going to lead us to the promised land. Get on board. After the seven-game homestand, the Bruins then go on the road for six out of seven. And I looked at the end of their schedule. The last ten games, I think six of them in a row or five of them in a row are on the road. And we're talking going like to Winnipeg and, and places way out west. So that's happening at the end of the season. We want to try to win the games on this homestand. The Bruins have the most points in the National Hockey League. Let's uh, in the East here. Let's let's extend that so we know we're getting the home court advantage, home ice advantage throughout the playoffs until we reach the Stanley Cup playoffs, where we're gonna go and hopefully win it all. We'll see what happens when we get there. The West is tough, baby. The Celtics. We got another game off. Glad for a couple days off. We play tonight. Uh, sorry, tomorrow night against Atlanta, which you could technically say is another day off. And then Friday, we get another day off against Washington. <laughs> Both home games, Atlanta and uh, Washington. Those two teams, not very good. Celtics just beat up on the bad teams. This, I mean, this is just the way it goes. We're going to find out what they're made of when it comes playoff time, when we can't just play against the bad teams. But right now, I mean, where do we have a four or five game lead in the NBA for, for the Eastern Conference? And... It's all but assured we'll be the number one seed in the East because we just kicked our crap every time out of these teams, these, these horrible teams at the bottom. Atlanta and Washington. Good luck to you guys uh, losing by less than 30. Celtics are just too talented. But when they run into a big, tough, strong team that knows how to defend the three and you don't help off the three-point shooters, that's where we're running into trouble. Huh. Boy, I can talk, huh? Some of that script is, <laughs> I mean, that's just off the top of my mind. I got some notes I'm referring to, but let's see if I can dive into something. Ready to open up your minds, people? I got something new. Yeah, we got a few minutes. Listen to this. They hate us because they ain't us. They hate us because they ain't us. Isn't that what Wiggy said? I'm pretty sure Jermaine Wiggins is on the morning show of EEI, who I, I love. I just think he's a treasure. I think he's so funny. He's so real. Um, and I just love his accent and personality. In fact, I'd like to get Jermaine Wiggins on the interview airwaves of this station. Will he come on a competing station? I wonder. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reach out to Wiggy and see. But he said way back when about the Patriots, they hate us because they ain't us. Here's why I'm rooting against Kansas City. Now, I, I am picking San Fran because I thought they had the best team all year. But here's the deal with Kansas City. Did you know back in 2012, Kansas City was 2-14? Two, two and 14. They had two wins and 14 losses in 2012. The next year, they were 11-5. and five. That's 2013 regular season. They were 11-5. and five. If you look every year since then, 
Their record's ridiculous. Like this year, they were 11 and 6. They're in the Super Bowl. Last year, 14 and 3. 3. They won the Super Bowl. Year before, 12 and 5. Year before, 14 and 2. They've won two Super Bowls in the last five years. They've been to a third. Every regular season record 13 and 3, 13 and 4, 12 and 6, 14 and 2. This team is like the Patriots for 10 years. They've been like the, like the Patriots. We were it for 20 years. Let's see what happens this weekend. Kansas City, San Francisco talk. Coming up more of it here on the Sports Machine with Slim. WKXL Radio, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM in Concord, 101.9 FM in Manchester. NHTalkRadio.com is the place to be. Machine with Slim. It's Super Bowl week. The big game in the NFL. Who's the champion? Who wants it more? Does that matter? Who's better? That probably matters more. <laughs> or who's luckier? That can be it too. I mean, does it take a football off the helmet of the defensive back to then gently flow into the arms of the awaiting receiver, Brandon Ayuk? who then waltzes into the end zone. Was that talent, skill, desire, or was it just flat-out luck? All of the above are important when it comes to deciding the champion of the NFL season this year. Luck, will it be involved in the bets being made by my brother Dave? Dave, you are somebody who comes on with sound theory and... uh, Numbers-based discussion to back up your predictions. And in most cases over the last few weeks, you've been right. Do you feel that you will need a little luck to uh, win on your predictions for this coming Sunday's game? I don't know if I'll need it, but I'd like it. (laughs) When you're gambling, there's always a a little bit of luck involved. Is everybody feeling good? Did anybody go out drinking the night before? You know, did somebody spend the night with somebody they shouldn't have and, you know, woke up in a Coyote Ugly situation? You know I mean, like, there's a whole lot of variables, and I hope that luck is on my side when I make my play. Well, I've got a play for you, and I don't know what you wanted to cover during this uh, segment here, but for plays, suggested plays to people on the Super Bowl, if you just want to put some money out there for something to root for, what I would say is remember back to Kansas City's last game when it was like third and 14 something like that at the end of the game against Baltimore and Kansas City was trying to get a first down to uh, pretty much get to the two-minute warning and and, and ice the game and uh, much um, I don't know discussed or criticized receiver I believe his first name is Marquez Valdez Scandling um caught a big pass downfield to secure that first name and uh, first down and ultimately secure the game I would say not a bad pick to choose him to score Kansas City's first touchdown because he's feeling good. Mahomes is probably feeling like, yeah, he deserves another chance. Let's go to him deep. He's got speed. He can probably get open. Why not play just the uh, the feeling good factor from the end of the last game right into the beginning of this game? 35-1 to 1 is his odds total to score 
the first uh, touchdown in the game. What do you think about that? Uh, well, I mean, I, we always like 35-1, to 1, but I, right. I do not envision a scenario where he scores a touchdown in this game, never mind the first touchdown of the game. So I would not be betting that because while I like 35-1, to 1, I don't think 35-1 to 1 is good odds if it's not going to win. Well, there you go. So talk to us a little bit more about what you do think is going to win. Who do you envision scoring touchdowns in the game? Because yesterday you called and said there won't be too many to choose from. Yeah, I mean, I, so I think the game is going to go under. I think both teams are going to want to run the football. I mean, in that scenario, you know, you look for who's got more type gadget plays. I think Sam Friend does a lot of stuff out of the backfield. The Debo Samuel, uh, Christian McCaffrey draws a ton of eyes. Maybe they run a Debo uh, double reverse or something like that. I just think they, they, they go a little bit deeper in terms of the playbook. And so... If you're going to be playing somebody at a long odds, I would be more inclined to play a San Fran individual just because I think that they go off script more. I think with, with Kansas City, it's, it's Mahomes running the ball in for a touchdown would be a good play, right? Like, I, I, what are his odds? 18 to 1, 14 to 1, something like that. Like he's, he's a potential good play for them because he runs the ball an awful lot. They get down to the five yard line, he's, he's, you, know, you don't know what you're going to get. So I think Kelsey. You know, and Isaiah Pacheco and him are really the only three Chiefs that are going to score if somebody's going to score on Sunday. Interesting take on that under, just to pick up where we left off yesterday. I will let you know, the over-under total score, 47.5 points. And what I'm seeing on VEASAN right now is 67% of the bets are being made on the over. So two out of every three people is taking the over, which if you've listened to us here on the show, the Sports Machine was Slim, you want to be against the public. You want to be on the side where less people are uh, choosing it. So one out of three, uh, you're happy to hear those numbers, Dave. Well, yeah, of course. You know, that's part of what makes the under a better play from a gambling perspective because you know in a big game like this, there's a bunch of parties, a lot of betters are going out to watch the game somewhere. They're not rooting for no scoring. They want excitement. And so the numbers always bumped up a couple of points in the big games like this. So, I mean, that just added to the fact that I think that this game is going to be low scoring, but that's why it made it, you know, for me, the best play of the weekend. Okay, so what do you got for other potential plays to look at? Because like you just said, uh, I want to talk about who can be the first scorer of the game. Well, if you're going to go in and make that bet, you're almost automatically saying, I want to take the over. Because you don't want to root for somebody to score the first touchdown and then be rooting for, like, there's no points. You know, you're rooting for scoring points. So uh, just in and of itself, betting on somebody individually to score touchdowns, let's, let's say Christian McCaffrey to score two touchdowns. His odds right now are plus 245. So you bet 100, you get back $345 total. You win 245 for him to score two touchdowns or more, which I would say, well, that's probably the best bet on San Fran's side of things, but it sounds like you would disagree with that. Yeah, on San Fran's side of things, I, I, like I just said with Debo Samuel, his over-under for rushing yards is 16 and a half. Now, if San Fran's going to win this game, and I'm leaning toward San Fran right now, I think that Debo's going to have to get four or five carries out of the backfield. I think you want to keep Kansas City on their toes. San Fran does a lot of motion. So I think you know, Debo's going to get, you know, he might even get a couple of laterals or, or, or passes that look to be passes when they're actually a lateral, they get qualified as a run, and he'll get some. Like I just think they're going to try and keep them wide, and Debo Samuel is a big part. So I like the over 16 and a half rush yards for Debo. I mean, 
he needs to be healthy. He needs to stay in the game. He has a tendency of getting hurt in these big games. Mm-hmm. But if he's healthy and he and they run the kind of offense I expect them to, I think him going over 16.5 is a no-brainer. So remember, everybody, there was a little bit of a question as to whether or not Debo Samuel would play in the NFC Championship game. Remember, he had messed up his shoulder the week before, and then he was kind of quiet heading in, but he did practice, I think, the Thursday or Friday before the game and got the green light. Go ahead. All right, he's out there. He plays against Detroit. Well, now you got two more weeks to heal up. So he's playing. He's got to be feeling better. Don't you really want to maximize his usage in this game, Dave? I think you're on to something there. He is their most – Christian McCaffrey obviously is their best player, right? For, from a running back standpoint, watching the guy, he's awesome. He always falls forward. He always hits the roll, uh, hole at the right time. It's just really insane how good Christian McCaffrey is. But the other team knows this. So they're game planning for that all the time. And then you got to work against the passing game. But – I think San Fran wants to protect Brock Purdy. I think Purdy has been exposed as kind of a fraud, so you want to hand the ball off while doing it in unconventional manners kind of seems to make a lot of sense. I think you're right. I think we get that ball to Debo Samuel multiple times this game. Yeah, the difference between McCaffrey and Debo, I think, is more that McCaffrey breaks a lot of tackles. I mean, he's, he's really a physical specimen. We talked about it yesterday. In my opinion, the real MVP of the NFL and Debo is more of a guy who's going, he's shifty, he's going to make you miss. I mean, he makes a lot of people miss in the open field. And so that's why, again, you get him the ball as many times as you can. As long as he's healthy, I think you're going to try and put it in his hands, which kind of leads to the receiving yards, which I think is very odd. Like, this is one of those those scenarios. So the over-under on receiving yards for Debo Samuel is 58 and a half. And strangely, Brenton Ayuk is, 61 and a half. And I find that to be very, very, and it's, and it's plus money on, on the uh, under for Brandon Ayuk. So he's minus 130 to go over 61 and a half. So somebody over there, they, they think they, they, they got to read that Brandon Ayuk is going to be getting some catches, which to me would, again, tell me Debo's going to be touching the ball more out of the backfield. Yikes. I'm trying to look at the numbers on here. I mean, I, I just, I'm taking a stand against Brock Purdy. I know I said, like, the last couple of games he's just looked so bad, and I think my initial reaction was he's going to come up and have a big game. I think I said this on Monday last week, like, just to surprise everybody. Well, now I've completely reversed courses. I listen to myself, and I'm saying, I can't, I can't trust Brock Purdy to bet on Brandon Ayuk over the total of 61 and a half. I just, I think the quarterback is not good enough. That guy's not going to get that much yardage. But I, I, I think I'm, I'm, cross-talking my, or changing my mind, Dave. I, I need to remember what I, I said a week ago. <laughs> you, might, you might actually have a gambling problem. Yeah. <laughs> Which brings us full circle for this episode today. Way to point it out to me. I'm, I'm glad. I don't need to hear a commercial about it. I just need to listen to these words you're saying to me. Well, that is very typical in the gambling world. You like a play, you can be talked on to another play, you go back and forth when, you know, if you're doing that, you really don't have a good read on the game. That's why, like, I won't ever change my opinions. If I do, I would never, ever bet the game. And this one, I'm in on the under. I don't, I, I'm not a Brock Purdy fan. I, I'm, I'm right there with you. I don't think he's a, I would trade him for 15 other NFL quarterbacks today without even blinking or batting an eye. So, but I, I do think San Fran's got a very, very deep team, and they've got a lot of weapons on the field, which make him look maybe a little bit better than he actually is. Valdez Scandling, I see his over-under, 19 and a half. Put me on the record here. Dave's got un- uh, over 
Rushing yardage for Debo Samuel. I have over for Valdez Scandling. 19 and a half yards. That's coming in, Dave. We got about 10 seconds. What do you think? I think I'm looking forward to Wednesday. Maybe we can break down some tight end action tomorrow. Let's dig deep into tight ends tomorrow on the Sports Machine with Slim. WKXL Radio, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM in Concord, 101.9 FM in Manchester. This has been NewHampshireTalkRadio.com. All week long, we're talking the big football game on Sunday.